1: Middle call! Heavy hey Well, well, well. We did not expect to be here, but here we are, John. We were taking the week off. <laughs> Weeks. With, with an S. <laughs> Weeks. But we came out of uh, semi-retirement today. Something happened? USC and UCLA say they're going to the Big Ten, or people say they're going to the Big Ten. By the time you listen to this, maybe they're already gone. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. And um, I don't know, XL Sports is suing Freddie Freeman. I don't think that news quite reaches the other two, but well, Gottlieb broke the story. You see that? I did see it. <laughs> but then I read a Ken Rosenthal that I didn't think he put Gottlieb's name in. He didn't give Gottlieb the credit. He was just writing Did this that it was true? That uh that Freddie found out something about the contract when he was in Atlanta. And it devastated him that this, it never should have been this way. But he also wrote, not that we came on live today and, and broke the uh, siesta to talk about the Atlanta Braves. He also wrote that he, that like um, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, the GM of the Braves, this is kind of what he wanted was maybe to move on from Freddie and go younger with uh, Matt Olson. And, and, you know, he didn't really want to pay Freddie and that's why it happened the way it happened too, but, Gottlieb named the agent whose last name is like Casey Close or something like that. Yeah, that's his name, yeah. That guy told
4: SI, I saw a quote today, like, I will go under oath. It's like, shut up, you fucking loser. Well, Freddie's Gottlieb- like in, in tears. I was watching Sunday Night Baseball.
1: He's like crying at, at the plate. I know, I know. <laughs> Gottlieb just texted me, Excel threatening to sue! Exclamation point. I'm like, I don't think it's the biggest story of the day, Doug. <laughs> but it's his story, John. It was his story. So what brought us out of uh, out of our siesta, out of our bye week, uh, is it, first it was USC UCLA, and then it was Kevin Durant has requested a trade. This is Kevin forty Durant days. I'm like Caspian now, like forty days away. You know, forty days. I know Lent, giving up podcasting for Lent, but uh, I, I, this USC UCLA thing today. Actually, you had a word. I, I want to start with that word you had in mind today. Let's start with that.
4: Well, when I saw the story break. I was like, oh, my God, because I didn't want like I I just like a little break. I I, I don't like the craziness because I get exhausted from the fluff. And then and this isn't fluff. I mean, this is a major, major story, just like Kevin Durant requesting a trade, which is I mean, he's potentially the top 10 player of all time. He's going to be on like seven teams in seven years. It's exhausting, guy. Like I, I don't want to see Kevin Durant fucking play for the Suns. I don't want to see UCLA and USC go to the Big Ten. But I'm also, and part of the reason why I need a little break is because what we do, we do this for money. And I've become numb to a lot of this stuff because it's all revolve around money. Why do I love talking about Debo Samuel and Kyle Shanahan when the football season starts? Because a lot of people care and we make a lot of money doing that. And and listen, so I I, I would be hypocritical. To talk about anything else, it's all about money. I, I was at the gym this morning. I flip on Live Golf, and it's like they, they they abbreviate the names, you know, on the left side, F one side. I can't even like, who's that? What Phil, P M I? It's like, is that Phil? You can't even tell what's going on. I'm just exhausted. Do you know what I enjoy? Sunday night football, Mahomes, Josh Allen. Sunday night baseball, fucking Aaron Judge at the plate. It's just very easy to consume. It's just, it's just exhausting, guy. This whole thing is just exhausting. But I'm emotional because I'm exhausted. I un- completely understand why all this is happening. As someone who, whose grandpa taught a cow forever, I grew up going to cow games. I've watched the Pac-12 my whole life. It's sad. Like it's. I, I think Justin Thomas said it best a couple weeks ago about live golf, and I think it encompasses here. This sucks because I, I think it's. Probably gonna happen.
1: <laughs> you know I don't think they just threw this out there as a negotiating tactic, right, right? Yeah, I do think one of the differences like between this and live golf uh, is one day maybe everyone will care about live golf, right. Whether or not people are consuming content Fourth of July weekend, we know we see the numbers. less people consume it right now than normally consume it. Saturdays are going to roll around in college football season, and you and I both love college football. And whether or not people care today right now to consume podcasts today right now on UCLA, USC, I know that when Saturday rolls around in 65 days and Lincoln Riley's making his debut and Oregon is playing uh, Georgia in in, uh, Atlanta and Utah is playing Florida, I know that's a great day. I know people care about Mm -hmm. that, right? Like that to me is the difference between those two things. They don't necessarily care on June thirtieth all the time as much. But we'll see. We'll see if people with big. But it's not even happening though, the- guy.
4: That's the thing. Like ultimately, Oklahoma and Texas are still like it's. It takes a while for it to happen. So you find out about this. Like I'll yeah. say one thing for live golf. Like live golf is going on. Oklahoma and Texas SEC SEC SEC. They're not fucking going till two thousand twenty-five. So it's like ultimately this year will turn on and Texas will be playing Kansas State oklahoma will be playing iowa state so it's like that to me is where it's exhausting
1: we're talking i I like things when i'm a free agent i sign with this team i yeah i i understand i get it i know the story is exhausting and it's not the action but the fact is usc's been in the some version of the pacific coast conference since like 1918 or something right of course
4: they're on the pacific ocean why would they not
1: exactly And I think all of this stuff, whether it's free agency, live golf, college realignment, when the money makes all the decisions, and I understand why it does, right? If you're USC, you're like, wait a second, I can go to the Big Ten and potentially make, I don't know, we'll see what the Big Ten's next television contract is. But let's say it's $70 million a year from television revenue, and I'm supposed to just say no to that? because of tradition because well, they, of what do royalty. they make now you know you put, I, the, put that into context like I, 70 like is yeah that i mean no one i don't think anyone makes 70 now i think the sec distributed last year about 55 million per school but their new television deal is is much larger i think it's over a billion or excuse me it's over three billion but i think people think this big 10 deal even before sc could be historically large so let's say it's 20 million you're getting now i don't know exactly what the covid year kind of fucked up all the distributions especially for the pac-12 their distribution was like under 20 million part of it was they only played a handful of football games but generally speaking it's still they were the lowest of the power five though right uh yeah they were the lowest of the power five coming out of covid generally speaking they're going to be behind the sec and the big 10 ahead of the acc and uh the big 12 that's where they've Oh, so they they have not been last. They've been above the other two conferences. And the fact that they were about to do a new TV deal, if everything stayed the same, they were going to be third in their television contract. It was going to be SEC, Big Ten, and then Pac-12, I think.
4: But the argument was the two top ones were so far ahead and going to continue to go forward, they they were going to lap the other three. Correct? Correct.
1: Which is a problem. Which is a problem. So my point is, I don't... Like, I hate... Saturdays are different than Sundays. Like college football is different than the NFL. And this makes college football closer to the NFL, which, you know, every business would aspire to be like the NFL. So I, I don't blame SC necessarily for doing it. I'm not saying that. And and on one hand, UCLA or excuse me, Oregon is pissed at at USC until they get the call from the big 10. And then maybe they go or until maybe the PAC 12 gives them some outsized piece of the pie. There've been a few examples because usually once it's rumored, it's happening. I forgot about this. I was talking to a buddy of mine who said Virginia tried to Virginia Tech tried to leave Virginia behind, and the governor of Virginia said, no, Like you have to stay together. You have to take Virginia wherever you go, and that's why they're together now. In 2010, I think it was 2010, uh, I went and found the tweet today. Uh, one of the guys from Orange Bloods tweeted, Texas is going to the Pac-10, and then it didn't happen, right? Texas and Oklahoma are going to go to the Pac-10. And then, you remember this probably, there was a day when Boise State was in the Big East, and then the Mountain West said, fine, we'll give you a bigger cut of the TV pie if you stay, and they stayed. For the most part, though, most of these things are not negotiated as leverage so much as they just come out once it's already done. And we've been talking about Super Leagues. I've been doing radio shows since I was in college. In 2007, I was doing radio shows talking about Super Leagues. Like, this is not a new idea, but... I think that, um, you know, as much as you can understand making these business decisions for money, because what other types of business decisions are there, uh, outside of financial ones, I also think part of where the money comes from with college football is the tradition. You know, I, I understand looking at it and going, if you're talking about tradition, then you're not talking about reality because you're not talking about money and you're just stuck in the past. But part of the reason college football makes the money it makes and gets the eyeballs it gets are the traditions involved in all the college sports, right? All the unique rivalries. USC playing at Maryland, you know, ain't exactly that. Now, it may not matter because the television revenues are going to be so big that they're going to play in the championship games. But the Big
4: Ten's not losing any of their rivalries. They're keeping all their schools, just like the SEC's not losing their rivalries. They're just adding the
1: two. They're adding Texas, Oklahoma, and USC, and UCLA. Yeah, those leagues, but rivalries have been broken before. Texas and Texas A&M, now they're going to come back together. But the rivalries that exist, all of the big games that exist, there is a tradition that makes them worth watching for. And when you eliminate leagues that are 12, 10 teams, You eliminate weekly games between teams. For the most part, every week, even if you've got a bad team, you've got a game with some history to it, right? Like the Apple Cup, Washington and Washington State. It's a great rivalry. It's one of the oldest rivalries in all college football. Washington and Washington State are not equals financially. Like if the Big Ten wants to continue, their next calls would be to Oregon and Washington. That's who the Big Ten would add, right? They wouldn't call Washington State also. And yet... That game is every Friday or Saturday on Fox because it's a great rivalry, Washington, Washington state. That is a game that the tradition creates the money in that matchup. The tradition creates the money. And, um, you know, you're creating a big league means you don't play all of those. Everybody doesn't play everybody every year. I I don't think college football for the fan is better off with super leagues, but I mean, clearly that's where we're headed because ideally you're, Your teams play the same teams every year, and that's how you build up rivalries. Playing somebody every five years does not create a tradition. But here's the thing, like the SEC
4: and the Big Ten, and I know you're talking about the Pac-12, but they don't give a shit about that. If you and I run a business and we're crushing it, we will steal from other businesses and not worry about their issues. And ultimately, USC and UCLA, just like Texas and Oklahoma, are probably looking at each other and going, why are we going to stay here if we can bounce to a much more lucrative area? It's why I've defended the live guys. It's why I defend any human being that takes a job for more money. That doesn't always mean it's going to be the right. If you if your decision is strictly based off cash, doesn't mean it's going to make you happy. It's always going to work, but it's understandable. And, and I think two things make the world go round. Uh, m- money and sex. You need sex to keep procreating and humans, and you need money to keep paying That's everyone right to operate. Now.
1: What procreation down right now. I know. <laughs>
4: so I you just which down as Elon there. says is a problem.
1: Have more. I, I just I
4: listen, I mean it's it's absolutely devastating to do a conference that I I enjoy. Obviously, you know, you call the games there, but I, I also think we're years away. This it's not like my free agency example, like when Christian Kirk signed with free with the Jacksonville Jags, he was with the Jacksonville Jags immediately. This is just one of those things that I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Clearly feels like it's going to, but
1: it's going to like everything stays, remains the same for a while. Yeah, I I, just, I, under, I, I am with you on your word on it. exhausting. I get it. And I get I'm not saying League I think the story
4: would be 10x bigger if you told me that like they were going to be there next like this. Oh, fall for sure. year. Holy shit. For but sure. But so, but like, I still think 2027. It's,
1: yeah, well, 24. But I still think was that it's was the, that was that the date? 24 at the earliest, which makes sense because that's when the Pac-12's television contract is up. And that's when I think the Big Ten's new TV deal would be. And I think 24 is the first year of the new SEC deal with Texas and Oklahoma. I think that's the year they're gone, right? With the two more years. Yeah. So Fox, I thought, loses- I, thought, I thought I read 25, but could be wrong. I got to double check that. But I would imagine those things will pretty much line up. I'm not again. My argument is not I wouldn't do this if I were the big 10 it's the same thing i would try to do just like it's the same thing the pack the pack 10 tried to do but i also think that the traditions uh that get lost are not just people mopey around looking in their rearview mirror i think it's i think that losing those traditions is sad for the fans and i i don't know if you can expand forever and not lose a little something i think college football loses a little something doesn't mean it's not still big business doesn't mean it's not still gonna work. Doesn't mean people aren't gonna watch the games or go to the games. Doesn't mean Saturdays now suck. I'm not saying that. But I do think something gets lost along the way that you not you just don't get back in, in super leagues. I guess part of it is I guess with age and
4: maturity. I, I maybe I'm numb to it all. Like I, I thought I remember being when we were doing the radio show about the Raiders, like how shitty it was gonna be, and then they left and Vegas seems to be cool and it's gone pretty seamlessly. <laughs> you know, things just change, and I think historically things are always changing, you know. People leaving leagues, 100%. divisions mix up, and, and yep. you just become. At the time, it's really big, and then you ultimately become desensitized to it. Now, sometimes, like in college sports specifically, when we were kids, Nebraska and Colorado were big time powers in football, and now they feel pretty irrelevant in both. Or both programs feel. Yeah,
1: I, I just think I think even though the Super League means big, college football gets smaller, and people will get left out in all of this. Right. The smaller, the small, like Washington State is in a really bad spot right now. Oregon State, our guy Jonathan Smith, they're at risk right now because the Big Ten Super Leagues means more than even what exists now. Like, I think. But is it Kansas and Oklahoma State and all the Big 12 schools are, too? Yeah. I mean, now Kansas is elite at basketball, so they might, you know, somebody might keep them around somehow, some way, maybe the big ten. I don't know. They just didn't they just win the national championship? They just won the national championship. Um so I, I was saying um uh you know I've been watching Mad Men which is yeah. uh good show and uh season six I would refer you to season six of Mad Men you're doing a lot of TV watching <laughs> where uh Don Draper wants to get Chevrolet but he's competing with bigger agencies to get Chevrolet so him and another agency agree to combine their pitch to make themselves a bigger agency they merge and um you know you think about all the options right now if you're george klyovkov the commissioner of the pac-12 that you're trying to figure out like what do we do if ucla and usc are really gone how do we keep oregon and washington how do we keep this league together are utah and colorado are the arizona schools next Because I'd be calling if I'm them. This always happens, right? Somebody leaves and there's a domino effect of everyone just trying to find a way to survive. So would the Big 12 and the Pac-12 somehow merge their best teams to create? Like, hey, let's be the third Super League. Let's not let all of our teams get poached and let's try and keep it together. But the reality is the leagues don't really get to decide. It's the teams that decide, right? It's the presidents and the ADs that make these deals. So you've got to find a way to convince those schools. Don't go to that other thing. We'll have something good for you here. And that's really hard when everyone's losing their head. Like if you're Oregon right now, you're just trying to figure out how do we get on the boat to make sure we don't get left behind. Luckily, Luckily Oregon, they had a powerful enough brand yes, that they would find a hundred percent and they will find a boat. But Washington State and Oregon State might not.
4: Right. Yeah, they'd be fucked. I mean, they, but honestly, they would just, the Mountain West would become way sweeter. They would play Boise State. They would play Fresno State. And honestly, you could argue that's maybe what they're destined to do. You know, I mean, yeah, in a super, in the day and age where money, in the world we live in more than ever, because the money is so enormous, even relative to the times. And we factor in inflation, it's huge. That, like, I I don't, I I would imagine just USC just looking in the books, like, what are we doing? Like, why are we subsidizing? let alone our own athletic department, but all the other programs. And so you justify it, I would imagine, that way. And that's what Texas and Oklahoma did, which
1: you would say Texas and Oklahoma
4: as a combination.
1: Texas did it twice? Well, because Texas got first, they got the Longhorn. They got like a sweetheart deal in the Big 12, right? So twice they've been like, hey, we're worth more than the rest of you. But if you had a draft, wouldn't you say
4: that UCLA, USC, and Texas, Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma would go above USC and UCLA in the college sport landscape, football, basketball. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, USC might go ahead of Oklahoma. Texas would go one, right? You Obviously, Oklahoma's had much more success than USC has had.
4: Yeah, the timing of USC, like in the Pete Carroll era, yeah, they would go high. I would say the last decade, it wouldn't be a no-brainer Oklahoma would go above them. And they're better at all the other sports, so
1: it's like just on market, on you know, it's money is television market is revenue is USC and LA is pretty valuable,
4: but I'd say Oklahoma is pretty valuable commodity. That's why they the are. SEC wanted them. I they mean, are. they produce like they're, they're not valuable ratings. because of a TV market; they're valuable because they're a national brand. You, right. you put them on television to play football that people watch Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. But my point is that like their value together, just those two programs, were more valuable. Than the rest of the entire conference combined, and that includes Kansas basketball, which is easily the most prominent thing that they have. It's probably a little different out west because Oregon is a really valuable property. But like ultimately, Washington being a powerful school and a lot of history, like is it really that valuable of a property? You know, I mean,
1: if you're but but take your point and draw it out even further. Like if you're going to have a draft, you would say, well, Illinois gets to be in, but 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 Oregon's. Trying to find a home, right? If but Illinois is already in. That's my They're point, right. though. I'm, that's what I'm saying. They're if in you're, the club. Yeah, I get it. But if we're going to go by logic, who really belongs in the big boy table? Who belongs, Illinois or Oregon? But that to me, that's a
4: different conversation. Part of it is like, does Dan Snyder and Mark Davis belong? No, but they're in the club, and you can't kick them out. Oh, like I, part of they, they're I in the club it. and they're in the country club that everyone wants to join, oh, totally. and they're they're
1: part of like but you want to join us in the world where you're like, well, Washington State and and Oregon State maybe they belong a level down. Well, maybe Rutgers does too. True, right. but they but they got in that country club I, I get, and they got I their they got their I membership. get it. I get it. But to say that like Washington State tough shit, that's just the way it is. I understand that is just the way it is, but it's not logic because Rutgers doesn't deserve to be there any more than Washington State. Yeah, but we're not. But the Big Ten, we're not blowing up the Big Ten. We're just adding two people. So like you, what I'm saying is why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they ultimately blow it up and go? If we're going to be twenty teams, let's be the most powerful twenty we can be. Because they like the Chicago market and Illinois represents that. No, no. They, what about Rutgers, and New Jersey? Yeah,
4: I well, you it. could question. Yeah, I think in if they would maybe like would a redo like, on Rutgers and Maryland, but they're
1: in. We'd swap out Rutgers and Maryland for for Washington and Oregon and But I don't know, but that's not possible. Probably no, they're not right. doing that. No, but that to me is the scenario where if you're the Pac-12 and you're the Big 12, you go. Instead of us fighting over Texas, like us trying to poach Texas Tech and you guys trying to take Arizona and we try to convince Houston to come here and you guys try to tell Utah or Colorado you belong with us, why don't we both trim the fat and take our eight best from each and make our own 16 team? Lead? Because the Big 10 guy is making all the money know, and they Big don't 12, give a shit. Big 12, Big 12, Pac 12, Big 12. Oh. I'm saying Texas, Oklahoma were out. So the Big 12 added BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the, whoever the fourth was? And UCF, UCF, Yeah. UCF, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati. And so now, if you're the Pac, if you're the Big 12, don't you call Arizona and Arizona State? Don't you call Colorado and Utah? It's like, guys, your league's falling. Big 10's not calling you. You got to come to us. Because yeah. next thing, right? So what I'm saying is, if you're the Pac 12, do you call the Big 12? You go, look, we're not going to try and take Texas Tech. You don't try and take Arizona. Let's just take who are your best eight? Let's get our best eight, and it'll suck for the
4: ones that are left out. I think the number one thing you have to do, though, is like it's like when rumors were Bryson and Kepka and DJ were going to go. The PJ Tour had to fight to keep those guys. Now, ultimately, they lost. Yeah, you have to
1: fight to keep UCLA. Well, that, and USA. That's why. That, well, that you got to do that first if that deal's not done. But yeah. fight means, hey guys, you're going to get more money than everybody else in the next TV deal. And the problem is, the Big Ten's TV deal is all but done. And Fox is involved in this. Like they're going to be able to say to them, here's how much money you're going to get. The Pac-12 is a, few, is a year away from having its television deal really negotiated. So what can they really say to USC right now? We're going to give you a USC football TV network? Well, Texas already tried that. No, thanks. We have YouTube channels now. So we don't need a USC football network, right? I just don't see how the Pac-12 can make the case to USC. Here's why you shouldn't go. Because the timing is bad. The Big Ten deal is going to get signed in the next month.
4: Yeah, I mean, you could argue, well, that's part of business. They were there to be hat. They were there to be a oh, mark. I'm not, not saying right or wrong. It.
1: I'm just saying yeah. I don't know how. I, I don't. I don't think it looks good for the Pac-12 because I don't think they can put a number, a real number, in front of USC right now. Whereas the Big Ten can. I agree. I mean, I, I, guy, I'm I've just come to grips with. I think it's over, <laughs> which sucks yeah. and everything. Yeah, but, that's but it's that's like, what I'm saying.
4: yeah. But, but, but I, but I, the I the also do. Pitch- I, and again, I didn't go to these schools, but I, I do not feel bad for Washington State, Oregon State. Arizona state. Like it's just part of the deal in any business, in any walk of life is like, you have to be viable. And some of these programs on the highest level of a conference, right? It's kind of like an individual athletic program, really in the sec, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, carry the majority of the conference for all the cash, right? Historically. I mean, now it's becoming, they're they're, they're all kind of making money, just no different than athletic department, football and basketball pay for everything. (laughs) Well, ultimately, USC football, Oregon football – now, Oregon football might get screwed in this too – Arizona basketball, UCLA basketball, like seven, six, seven total programs pay for basically everything. doesn't mean I don't respect – Jonathan Smith, high-level guy, came on the show. But ultimately, that program, what they bring to the table, historically, especially in the last 20 years of the explosion of money, is kind of irrelevant. Like, we could replace them with – if Oregon State had been replaced with Fresno State and – Arizona State had been replaced with San Diego State over the last 20 years in the Pac-12. There would be absolutely no difference. <laughs> and that's, I think, the big boys' always argument is like, this gets back to the golf thing. Phil, Tiger, Rory, like, we are carrying you. USC football, even though they've sucked, their, their logic is like, well, we're going to be good again. And when we are good, we're going to fucking carry everybody. Because Oregon, you have been the carrier, and really your brand is couldn't be any bigger. And you your ceiling is only so high. It's just a fact, and I know the Schwartz and those guys will get mad. But ultimately, like USC football blows Oregon out of the water. It just does. In theory. Well, from a television rating standpoint. Oh yes, yeah, and and that's what pays the money. And again, I I love Oregon football. I like watching these programs. But it just it, we're just you and I were part of these negotiations on an Excel spreadsheet. That's and this again, that's not best for the fans. Not best for the
1: consumer. And that's like my Facebook plan. Style. It's not about feeling bad for the schools. College football. And this is this boat had sailed. But this a just bit happened anyhow. in the Big
4: Twelve, right? Well, I think we just saw this. The yeah. the the school, like K State, just got
2: royally fucked. And I think Oklahoma and Texas would be like, whatever. Butcherbox.com/slash/ham and another special deal: free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional twenty bucks off.
4: HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that
5: promo code. What's the easiest choice you can make?
1: yeah, well, a hundred percent. But you are reducing, in some ways, the footprint. You got all these. Um, college football was like podcast networks for a long time, right? On a podcast network, and there's a lot of them, which is are stupid because self-
4: you still have to go to the specific podcast, right? It's not like a radio station where just all. Well, the- it's, it's not stupid as
1: you know and I know. It's not stupid from a ad sales standpoint. No. Right.
4: I don't mean it's stupid. I just mean like it's it sounds like it's like a radio station even though it's not. They're not
1: all on the same channel, right? No. Yeah. They all have their own channels. But from an ad sales standpoint, you can create little pockets of new media. I know people. I know a guy, one of the guys who gave me my one of my uh, my first TV show when I was in college, made a lot of money owning small TV stations. But he owned a lot of them. Small TV stations in Fresno, small TV stations. Uh, in like the California coast, small TV stations in Southern California, small TV stations in Montana, and you put all of this together, and you've got pockets: Kansas State and Washington State and Oregon State and San Diego State and Fresno State and Boise State and Maryland and Illinois. And the next well, Illinois is not a good example because of Chicago. But uh, and the next thing you know, you've got like all these little footprints that add up to a big footprint. And that's where I feel bad for fans. We saw college sports work. When Kansas State and Washington State and Oregon State and like they got to be a part of it and the club is getting smaller and the television numbers are going to be up from a, a dollar standpoint. But for fan bases, I think part of what made college football attractive is that it didn't always make the most sense. It was quirky. The NFL makes sense, right? It is a business. It makes sense college football has always been a little bit different and it's part of what made it unique and fun is that like i said before i'll use the apple cup washington state and washington could play they're in very different markets they're in very different financial situations washington has way more money and yet they would play each other every single year and the game really mattered to a lot of people and that was what was unique about college football and every time a few teams get cut out, you lose a little bit of that. Well, I agree, but
4: I think one thing that's truly happening, and they always gonna deny this because they did, ESPN did with Texas and Oklahoma. The networks go, listen, if we're gonna give you these enormous amounts of money, whatever it is, you said three billion for the SEC, the Big Ten is gonna be just stupid because of the power of just probably, Ohio might be State bigger. alone. <laughs> yeah. Of just Ohio State alone. It's been very, very lucrative for Fox to be in business with the Big Ten. Why don't you run bring- the Big Twelve was lucrative for them too, but then they lost Texas and Oklahoma. Well, exactly, and then they just they and pivot they this back, yeah. So they, you can't convince me that the television executives, which do not give a shit about any of this, they just care about the ratings and the money. And in fairness, if we're gonna invest our companies this much money, we want it to be wor- worth our time. And to me, they're. I, you know, again, they're going to deny this to the high heavens because they did Texas, Oklahoma, ESPN did. Remember when the big—I well, think it was Bob Bowlesby. is he the commissioner the, of the Big Twelve? Yeah, they he, just he, actually announced a new guy yesterday. He, they, didn't, didn't didn't Bowlsby call ESPN like they were behind? They screwed T-tort,
1: everybody. Torturous interference—is that the uh, legal term
4: or something? Well, that's going to happen here. I would guess that people are going to uh, point the finger at Fox or whoever's involved in the negotiations for doing this. Of course they are. It's the business they're in because they don't care, you know, and and you could argue that we'll have to, we'll only find out over time if this diminishes, but I'd argue like when Oregon state and Colorado play right now, does it mean that much to a lot of people? Now I I didn't go to school there. Just like, you know, I watch, I probably pay attention to more Fresno state games than the average guy. So it it all depends. We all have an agenda or a bias on college sports. We're in the NFL. And I would say pro sports in general, like, it's easier for us to consume like a random playoff game than it is. I think college sports a little more specific, a little regionally, yeah. and that's where the L.A.
1: market is just so huge. I mean, they have whatever twenty million people there. But as you know, USC is more valuable as a national brand than they are because all the people in L.A. watch USC, right? L.A. is valuable from a from a recruiting standpoint too. But they're just a national brand. they just like you said about Oklahoma. They've just reached a point where. They're just the national. You can see football and UCLA basketball are national brands. Yeah, national brands. I, I think you're right. I mean, Fox, and there's no question that that, that was a part of all of this, um, because ultimately it's about getting your league set before you do your TV deal so you can get as much TV money as possible. And Fox says, look, OK, you get this done. We'll give you more well, TV. That's well, why it's why the NFL
4: pushed so hard to get the CBA done before they finalized their their deal with the, uh, the networks. Remember they like pushed, pushed. the players old have been signed off. Then they signed the TV deal. And then like all the players like this bullshit, we're getting screwed. It's like, no, they, the owners wanted it specifically. It's, it does not matter if you attend games anymore. It just doesn't. The, The, all the money is your time on your couch. That's, that's what matters most to college sports, to pro sports. It's like baggerly wrote that article about diminishing attendance and stuff in baseball, like they still, even now the gate matters to baseball, but the television deals for most of these teams, baseball, basketball, obviously football matter way more than any gate receipt. They want owners, want people to come to the gate. But if you don't, if the television deals are as big as they are, they're still making a profit. They cannot lose. It's an, it's, it's impossible to be in the red. You make more money, right? If you're Jed and you sell out, but even if 30,000 people showed up instead of 75 or, you know, if USC goes to the big 10 and they start getting $80 million a year, let's just pick a number. And the Coliseum is half full because it turns out Lincoln fucking goes to the Rams and their team sucks.
1: They would still be profitable, right? Yeah. You know, ahead of time, how much money you're getting for the next eight years. What's set. It's fixed. It's a fixed rate. Yeah.
4: People are like, "How, how do you guys make money on podcasts? Well, we got a couple different avenues. Some of them are fixed rate ad reads. We know exactly how much money's coming. Like that's what it, that's what any business wants, right? That's why insurance companies or uh, phone companies or cable companies, they're in great businesses. Every month they know that Haberman, middlecoff we're paying200 dollars for TV, 15 you know 50 dollars for phone and whatever
1: our insurance is, guaranteed cash. Whether course, I, I think, turn on the TV or not. Whether I use the internet or not.
4: You, you could yeah. go to Israel for two months, not touch Comcast one time, and you would still pay them to, you know, a total of $400, right? Well, you, you remember the world where you used to pay. So why wouldn't you want the most money possible in these fixed rates when you uh, can't?
1: Yeah, of course. Of course.
4: I'm not even necessarily trying to defend it. I just think it's very understandable. Well, it's just, it,
1: again, if I were in the shoe of USC and they call me... I I cannot say, uh, uh, no, nah, man, I don't want to do that. It's not what's right. Well, here's you, the deal: you're gonna rumors make, are USC did call them start started <laughs> it, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm UCLA, then like I don't know, man. I you know we're a UC system playing Cal every year. Really important to the UC system. You know, it's a big deal. And they're like, yeah, but uh, you're gonna make seventy million dollars a year. Like, well, you know, what? As I have a responsibility. I'm running a business here to say yes to that offer. So I get why I, I do not, not get fiduciary duty guy. fiduciary. I'm we're a fiduciary. Who's the one that's always a fiduciary Fisher investments. Are they the one that's always running? I la- the word fiduciary is just well, great. That's why, twi- why Twitter, why Twitter sold to Elon.
4: Elon. They had no choice.
1: Uh, cause they have, st- cause they have an obligation to make, to make the most money they can. Um, But this is where I get back to. If you, if you're telling me USC called, you
4: can't convince me otherwise that Television executives weren't part of USC's idea. No one's trying to give
1: it. They were a hundred percent. There's a reason all the, all the Fox guys were tweeting on Thursday morning. Yeah. Liner eyeball emoji, Brady cowherd. Cowherd's is like
4: Turks and Caicos.
1: I I saw him going live from like a TSA line or something. (laughs) Uh, So they absolutely were involved and you'd want them involved. They have to be involved. They're the ones that tell you, here's how much this is worth. So... uh, yeah, it comes down to television, but something. Uh, it just, it, I love when the West Coast just, these were the West Coast teams. But whatever. I, when I say that, I don't mean I wouldn't have done the same thing. I'm not living in the past by making that comment other than it's changed and uh, it's been changing. I mean, a lot's changed. The last year of college athletics is, you know, NIL has created a lot of change and you start going, well, if the athletes are going to get paid, Maybe I'm getting less revenue from my advertisers because they're sending that money to the athletes. I also think you have to prepare for a world. What if one day I have to pay them? Right. Ideally, in college athletics right now, NIL is the best possible scenario because with NIL, you don't take money out of your pocket to pay the player. But what if that happens? What if that five years from now, that is where this goes? Well, now you're really at a disadvantage if you're basically operating under a much lower salary cap than everybody else. I feel like
4: well, it, would, it would cripple the haves and the have-nots, right? It would separate. And, it and already there's a 10X. separation.
1: But if it comes to that, you would be doing. You'd be like, we had the chance to go to that league five years ago, and we didn't do it. And now we're all paying players, and we can't pay players as much. We're done. So that's the other thing that I think you'd have to be thinking is like if the world changes again, just think how much it's changed in the last year, in the last three years. If the world changes again, how do we keep up if we say no to this? I don't bl- I, I don't blame them. I, well, I, really I also don't. I also think it's pretty clear now the last
4: was Oklahoma and Texas 12 months ago or was it two years ago? I can't remember. No, it was last year. So I, I think, you know, we went from being emotional about it. And obviously these are emotional times. To like again, you get desensitized. Like I, I, I'm just thinking about it, like I'm kind of like all this
1: stuff you told I don't me. Think that, they're like, normal, though. I think most people. It's an emotional thing.
4: No, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I had the same like holy cannoli when I saw the. Thank but you, Clay. like these things keep happening like time and time and time again. Like it's just it's clear where the world of sports is going. You know, it's just it's inevitable for all this stuff to continue happening because it's all around one thing and one thing only, and that's money. It's not like. They're just doing this to try to be the smartest guy in the. It's 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 just it's very black and white. Well, the whole part, thing. Yeah, I mean, part of what's kept college, which sports, I think I guess it's easier after my emotion kind of. Dry, it's just like kind of to come to grips with absolutely
1: everything. Well, it's happened many times before, right?
4: <laughs> but I remember when I was at Fresno State, seeing
1: pictures on the wall of like when they were in the WAC and all these sure. different conferences. It's happened forever. Like Pacific, who no longer has a football team.
4: Well, wasn't the Pac-10 once the Pac-8, and then became the yep. Pac-12? Yep. So
1: it's, um, so they've done it. Yeah, they tried to get Texas and Oklahoma. They, there's no vi- it's not about there's no victims necessarily. Uh, well, I shouldn't
4: say that. That probably would have saved the conference and made it. Maybe, you know,
1: a much more. Because They would have got the TV deal they wanted then if they had Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. Was that was Larry behind that? Yes. Almost pulled it off. But didn't. But did not. But it was it was getting reported like this is happening. Yeah. Um, and maybe they got played by Texas right maybe Texas just used it as a way to get the deal they wanted maybe I would love to know from the people involved at in Texas at that time were they really ever going or were they just were they just leveraging um, that might have been all that it was so what does super league mean I I
4: think but at the time when that happened a long time ago I would say the SEC wasn't quite what the SEC became and like was it just or they just realized how valuable they were, and they were kind of pimping themselves out, and they probably thought about it because it's not like they were, I guess maybe the Longhorn Network came after that. Yeah, that's how they leveraged. They got
1: they got a better, they got a bigger piece of the TV pie from the Big Twelve. Okay. So you're right. And they got maybe their they own just network, did. but that wouldn't work now, right? Now we'd be like your own network, whatever. Just yeah. you know, the world it, that was ten years, twelve years ago. It's like it's a whole other world now. Um, but. You know, As the pie gets bigger, people don't look for more people to share it with. So uh, super conferences means we're adding, but the the number of slices gets smaller. So the Big Ten gets bigger, the SEC gets bigger, but ultimately what they're trying to do is make the, 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 the total number of slices smaller. Meaning, if you're the SEC, I think you try to add Clemson and Miami. If you're Clemson, Miami, at least you try to go to the SEC, right? And you go, when people say power two, I don't think they mean as it's constructed right now. I think you still try to pick off a few more, right? If so big, it basically
4: just becomes the NFC versus the AFC equivalent of...
1: Yeah, like, like ultimately, do you get USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, Utah, Colorado is the Big Ten West? Or, you know, some like that is what it turns into.
4: And you take Miami, Florida State, Clemson, and maybe, you know, NC State or North Carolina. Yeah, I don't Carolina. know.
1: I, who is the fourth, you think? North Carolina? North,
4: I'd say it's yeah. North Carolina. I, I would imagine it'd be North Carolina. Yeah.
1: Um, Are you factoring in basketball, too? Then yeah, I mean, but so what I was going to say, though, too, John, is like part of the reason it stays. Wouldn't Arizona be in play or no? Yeah, I think Arizona, Arizona State would be in play. I think the. The schools in trouble in the Pac-12 would be Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Yeah. I was talking to somebody earlier. They're like, you know, Cal and Stanford. I'm like, well, why, though? Just because they're in California? I don't know. Now, could you do some – Could the one of the reasons college athletics has been the way it is is because states are involved, right? States say, like, UCLA and Cal, you guys are together. Virginia and Virginia Tech, you guys are together. Um, wasn't there a Texas school? Was it TC? Remember, wasn't it like, was it TCU? Wouldn't it? Maybe not. They're, they're a private school. Somebody got like attached to Texas once upon a time. Maybe I'm misremembering that. I don't remember that. But states make rules that apply to their schools, you know? Uh, so I don't know if like the UC system would be like UCLA, you can't leave Cal behind. But I, I don't know how you stop them. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, listen, Stanford, Stanford was a top five team for like
4: five straight years and
1: drew like 10,000 people. Yeah. And that and that is their. You're better off having a lot of fans than being good. 100%. That's what USC has shown. That's what Texas has shown.
4: I mean, look at the SEC as a whole, like Florida sucked for a while now. They thrive, <laughs> right? Yeah. They've had like six coaches since uh, Kyle Whittingham know. took over Utah. Texas a and M. I don't think it's won more than like nine games in like a decade. No one cares. I mean, the place packed. You know, people watch. Texas is a good example too. Texas has been really terrible. I mean, really terrible. Difference is like USC. People don't watch USC when they suck. I mean, they do have to. They have the West Coast thing. They got to be good.
1: Yeah, I think if you put USC up against Notre Dame, the rest of the country is like, "Oh, USC's on," but the West Coast is like, "Why? They suck." Yeah. Uh so I think that you know, Super Leagues means. Whatever 60 total teams playing at a new level of football, maybe less. And I'm cool with that eventually, because yeah. that's clear where it's gonna happen. That's that's where it's been long predicted. You just gotta kind of do the math and go, well, if if you do a power two, is that two 20-team leagues and that's just 40 teams? Is that enough teams? Or do you go six a uh, three leagues of 20 teams each, 60 teams? Which right now the power five is about 60 teams, I think, right? Power five football. Is like 60-some teams because you had 12 plus 14 plus 10 plus 16, plus whatever the number. You know, that all adds up, plus one more, plus another 12 Notre teams, Dame, whatever it was. It was Notre Dame. Was was the plus, I think it added up to like 60-something, right, is what Power 5 football was. So is that like three 20-team leagues? But, but do we even have – like? leagues means like the nfl has divisions is that what this becomes they have individual tv contracts that's what makes it different right so maybe they stay as leagues but uh i think
4: part of it is like the big ten and the sec brands are fucking powerful and they, they print cash for these television networks and their schools so like those aren't going away anytime soon
1: no for all as stuff. long like, as they have a playoff that involves the major teams—that's all they need, right? Yeah. They don't need to be under the same TV contracts. The Big Ten and the SEC, to me, that those brands mean something,
4: obviously financially. <laughs> yeah, ask the schools, and ask the networks, and that's where the Big Ten, excuse me, the Big Twelve, the Pac-12, and the ACC is clearly falling behind from the eyes of the television networks, which are now kind of running things. Which is just the way the world ends up working. It's maybe it's not whatever our industries are. The most powerful thing we have is whoever's paying us. (laughs) And for you and I, it's advertisers. For some people listening, it's the consumer that's the monthly recurring revenue, whoever it is, right? And in, in this, if it's world, a radio
1: station, it might be the rights holder. Like if you were a radio station, maybe the, the, the home of the Raiders. Let's say you would do things that they wanted you to do, right? Yeah, and, and the, you'd the make is they didn't the actually station. generate
4: you that much money. It's like, why are we bound to everything? Fire the post game host <laughs> yeah. because
1: he said something. You know, I don't so you
4: you you. One thing I've learned as I got older, and I was always taught, like, I'm going to go work for myself, and like, well, you eventually always answer to somebody. And in a weird way, you do like the Ohio State couldn't and like Alabama right now couldn't be any more powerful. Their brands, how successful they are, yet they do answer to like right now, Alabama, CBS, right? Just they get pushed around on different times throughout the season when CBS wants them, they have to do what CBS is doing. In Ohio State, they play at 9 a.m. kickoffs a lot, right? Because who wants them? there? Fox. Do you think, ideally, they always want to play at 12? Probably there are some weeks where it's like, fuck, can we play at four, right? It's just human nature, but they don't have a choice. And I think that that's where this thing's headed. And I, I think clearly Texas, Oklahoma, they probably feels like had a better idea. And Texas, like you said, created the networks. They understand that world. And USC, basically, the people that run Fox are USC grad UC USC and UCLA graduates. So it's like, it's all in cahoots. It's all about the money. So it's while it is exhausting talking through this, I'm just completely numb to it all. And I expect more of this crap just to never stop. I've seen see. in golf or seen in college football. I'm just glad the NFL is like, basically it's impossible to take them down. Done. In terms like of what's going to happen.
1: They add two teams, like whatever. Yeah. Right. Which is probably not even going to happen. Right. You got to find the markets fight. that are worth. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I thought Van Pelt said it really good today. Somebody was like, ESPN is in bed with the team, with the league. And Van Pelt's like, everybody's in the same bed. This is an orgy. I was like, that's a good way of putting it, right? Your money, my, the money I make is the money you make. And the more money you make, the more money I get. And the more money I get, the more I can separate, um, from everybody else. So,
4: Yeah, I think Oregon right now has got to be a little nervous.
1: To me that would be the program. I would think if I would think they'd be able to get a, another an invite from the Big 10. I wonder if the SEC would go, "Yeah, let's expand west. Let's add Oregon and Washington." See to me
4: the Oregon market means nothing to them. Like to me a part of your adding is like the cash cow and the market. Like to get, like, that's where LA would matter. Like I think it would make sense for LA, for them because you want to recruit there. But like, yeah. what does Oregon bring to the table?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I in a world where uh, there's if there's I was a an SEC administrator, to, I wouldn't want them. Yeah, but you you one thing you do want to do is is eliminate a league. You make more money if you can cut somebody else out, right? Do you take somebody on just to injure, just so the rest of it falls apart? What
4: I think makes sense is Oregon, Washington, go to the Big Ten as well. So you get 14 teams. The SEC
1: adds, you know, whoever. Miami, Clemson, Miami, Clemson, and Florida State makes sense, even though it's only three of them, but add North Carolina to that.
4: Yeah. But they've um, already
1: added two, so the numbers would be a little off, right?
4: So they're at six, six they're, at 16,
1: they're at six. You, uh, SEC is at 16. Well, they're at 14 now, plus Oklahoma, Texas is 16. So they could get to 20 by adding four. And the Big 12 adding or the Big 10 is, are they at 10? No, they're at 14, but they're going to be at 16 now. So
4: if you added Oregon, Washington, you'd be at 18. You'd at be 18. Two more.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you, there's no
4: rule that says you have to be at 20. But to me, would it, be, would it be worth adding Kansas just for the basketball program and maybe someone else? Would you do you? I mean, Utah's not a
1: massive market, but it's not a small market. Utah, Utah, Kansas would make sense. I think Colorado just has some fundamental big, you know, like some Midwest ties. Like Colorado's a good market in terms of the debt. If you get the Denver market, even though I would take if Denver. I had a if I had a
4: draft, I would take Kansas for basketball alone one, and I'd probably lean Utah just because they feel like they got a pretty solid football program. It, and Salt Lake City's a re- easy market to get in and out of, big market, yeah, yep. growing market. Yep, kind of that region of like. Colorado, Vegas,
1: Salt Lake City kind of own that area, right? Like yep. Ohio Strong. State, Utah, like they've they've established as a brand that if Utah is on television, I should watch that. Colorado is not at that point right now,
4: right? Any and other local markets, the last Twenty years, their basketball program has been pretty good.
1: Utah, historically. yeah, their basketball program has been good. Colorado's has too, but that's so secondary. Um, I feel like but, Colorado's a little like Nebraska.
4: I know Nebraska's already in the club in the Big Ten. Is like, yeah. They just, when they made their
1: move, they're out of place right them. now. Yeah. Just in some ways. Them. In some ways. Um, it's going to take, it feels like a miracle for it not to fall apart at this point. So, SEC and Big Ten are scared of Oregon. Go Ducks. $2. Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh. Uh, um, Yeah, and then I think if that happens, then I I think the Big 12 takes the Mountain School. It definitely takes the Arizonas if they're not, you know, whoever's not included in the Big 10, if the Pac-12 can't keep them. The problem is then the Big 12, like, I know they're better than
4: the Mountain West, West. West. but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just, that's what you are. Like, do you just merge and stay on the West
1: Coast for travel purposes? I I think you merge and don't take on too many, like... Because if ultimately you like, why wouldn't the Big
4: Twelve and the Mountain West just kind of do a merge
1: type thing? Well, I still think you'd be better off. Yeah, I mean, whatever the Mountain West, and you'd still like if you're the Big Twelve, you'd still rather have you if you could get Stanford and Cal, you would take that. Yeah, Stanford's in trouble. At least they got uh,
4: at least they got the academics. Same with Cal. Always have Jason Kidd and John Elway.
1: Kevin Durant has requested a trade, John. I saw Woj said 15 teams are interested in KD. 15 teams. Half the league. What a sad career. So, I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Just bizarre. I remember where I was 4th of July 2016. uh, I was getting ready to host the A's pregame show. (laughs) This is another world. Speaking of things have changed. Jesus. On NBC Sports Bay Area. And uh, they were like, Hey, Kevin Durant just announced he's coming to the Warriors. Can you, we're going to go live. And it was to me at the time, it was like, it was a really cool thing I got to do. I remember feeling that way because, because it was 4th of July, Kevin Durant, his, his letter in the uh, players tribune comes out. And um, it was mad. I just remember feeling like this is hu- This is one of the biggest days the sports will ever know. That's how it felt. But now it's like Kevin's going to be on three teams after he plays for the Warriors. Minimum two. He wants to play for Phoenix. I mean, it's just. Well, he wants to play there because they're good. I mean, it's the it's more, the more you re- search for somebody else to fix your problems, I think, the less credit you get when they get fixed. I don't know. I, I, I do think he kind of represents the NBA, though
4: you know of just guys always leaving and moving like i just i, I again the word numb comes up to me 100%. it used to it used to be more exhausting now i'm just like i kind of laugh at it like this is it's not good for your league man i mean he's just it feels like kevin durant when it's all said and done he's gonna be on six teams and like the prime of his career oklahoma state warriors nets i can see Suns and one other team in the next five years like what's the lock that wherever he gets traded to he's gonna like in two years so it's just The NBA has has a mercenary problem, and that's what they They feel. Just their guys are mercenaries. And again, I'm pro getting your money or whatever, but he's he's under. I saw someone's like just everyone realizes he's under contract for four years, one hundred ninety five million dollars or something. (laughs) It's not like he's going to be a free agent soon. Like he's got basically the prime, the rest of the prime of his career. It's just set.
1: Uh, I think it's just like the college football conversation. What's good for the participants isn't always what's best for the sport or what's best for the fans. Right now, pro sports is different than college sports because the league is just the league. So wherever a player goes, wherever a team moves, whatever, they're all still in the same pie. But what's best for players is not best for fans. It's not best for the league. I mean, some of these numbers like fans. Wait. Wait. Russell Westbrook's opting in for $47 million. On what planet does anybody think that's money well spent? Now, uh, nobody wants to be accused, John, of pocket watching. Don't watch another man's money. But it's just. But you don't need NBA because the max contracts are the max contracts, right? Right. What I, what I mean, though, is like from a fan standpoint, teams being the same year after year after year is what's best for your sport. Rivalries build that way. Players being on 12 different teams, no one, I, I think most people understand that uh, Freddie Freeman is not the norm, that most players don't live and die with their franchise and want to be a Brave for life. That at the end of the day, it's nice, but most guys, most guys would not take less money to stay with a team. And I don't blame a guy that wouldn't take less money to stay with a team, right? If he had stayed with the Braves, he still would have got paid well, but he was going to take less money than the than the Dodgers or the Rays were offering. It was one thing Rosenthal wrote today. The Rays did offer more money than the Braves offered. But most guys are not Freddie. Most guys are not going to cry. Did, why did, did the agent want him in L.A. for some reason? Maybe. I don't know. Most guys are not going to cry over that the way Freddie, right? Most guys don't care about their connection to a team as much as their fans do. Fans have been fans of teams... For however many years they've been alive, players have been a fan of that team for the most part. Just for however many years they've been on the team. Well, if I'm 35 and my favorite player's been on my team for six years, I've got 29 years on him for how long I've loved that team. Or maybe subtract eight. Say I became a fan at uh, 27 years, you know, at eight years old. So I've been a fan for 27 years of that team. He's been on the team for six. In other words, I care way more that about that team than that player does. And so we get that. I think most people get it. But part of sports and uh, the connection of fans with a team is at least the illusion that players care about that team, that players play for this city, that when they win a championship, they grab the mic, they're like, Team Nation, we couldn't have done it without you. And the fans go, well, it's every parade in the history of parades has had that. And that illusion just completely... (laughs) implodes when players just play on a different
4: team every but it week. still does exist like to me Steph and clay represent that it's uh the giants it's, it's guys represent it they are outliers now yeah br- i think to-
1: brady and the pats represented it for Bro, a long time totally. but those teams are now the exceptions as opposed to you know what he's been fighting with this group for seven years and they finally broke through i was thinking about it the other day could you imagine if the sonics had never left seattle Would Kevin have ever wanted to leave? Like, he would have been in a major city, West Coast. He would have had like a corner to the country all to himself in a major market. Maybe him and Russ would have stayed in Seattle for 12 years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I I know. I
4: I, I I don't think Seattle feels as major. Maybe, but maybe it would have been a good place for him.
1: He was in Oklahoma City for nine years. Yeah, I know. And I think ultimately for sports, it was bad. And I felt this way when he joined the Warriors. It's bad for the NBA that Kevin Durant just left Oklahoma City. I'm not saying Kevin Durant should take one for the team for the sake of the league, but uh, my ultimate point is what is good for the player isn't always what's good for the sport. And I think that's pretty clear. I'm not, that's not a unique, but it's just, it's just the reality of it that that's where the, it's what, it's what is, it's part of the secret of the NFL. The teams are in charge of the players for the most part, right? It's healthy. That's better for fans. not better for, it's not better for players. But that's, but that's all that matters
4: because that's the health of the league. I mean, that's, when the fans are, when the fans like the NBA's lost a large percentage of fans over this player empowerment era. Like, that's not an opinion, that's a fact. And baseball, like, guys have never made more money on these enormous contracts. Like, it's clearly not going great. Now, there are different variables with the sports. Like, the NFL is still a league that it's, while it's, Progressed. It's different than it was in like the 80s and 90s. It's still much closer to it always has been. GMs, owners, and coaches run it, not the players, and they fucking dominate. I mean, dominate, absolutely dominate relative to the other sports in terms of our interest, in terms of television ratings, on terms of the way media covers it. Now, you could say the NBA. I think a lot of people argue that the NBA, the coverage outweighs the demand. Now, maybe it's covered like it's actually it thrives on the internet, but people don't actually watch the games. Like I saw like four and a half million people watch the draft, which was up. And again, I, I enjoy the first like fifteen picks of it. I love a good draft, but like no no teams do those numbers beside like close to the NBA and Western Conference Finals. So it's like the drama of the sport, that's where football has separated from like I was thinking about that that fight that happened in baseball and like all these guys got injured that were already injured. And I mean it was crazy. Phil Nevin that got suspended 10 games was pointing. And it was I heard Steve Phillips describe it. I didn't see how it happened, but once he described it, the guy hit him and he missed, and then he brought him back in the second inning. Like I was like, okay, this is pretty crazy. No one gives a shit. You couldn't listen to anywhere, place beside Mad Dog Radio and hear anyone talking about it. No one cares. Yet if that happened in the NBA, also, no one would have watched it, but everyone would be talking about it. I
1: think it would have been a bigger story.
4: It 100%. I'm saying yeah. like on podcasts, and stuff, but no one would have actually watched the equivalent of Mariners Angels, that game.
1: More people would have shared the clip on social, like you said, though.
4: But in the NFL, it would have been every the best of both worlds. If it was yeah. Thursday Night Football, Jags, Texans, and a everyone saw happened, it live, everyone saw it live, then everyone would consume it. And then the, the rating, 15 million people would have been watching the game. Every single podcast, everything will show. Every television network would also talk about it. So it's like baseball has really none of it. Basketball just has the talk about it, but no one actually consumes the game. Football has everything. People have been like, well, then did a guy get hurt, and I was betting on the game, and everyone would have had to take.
1: Yeah, yeah. But almost, you know, football's the NFL's gotten so big that being compared to the NFL is almost unfair. Well, Kevin Durant requesting
4: a trade is beside like the if it wasn't for the Warriors win the NBA championship, I don't think anyone would have cared about the NBA playoffs. And but Kevin Durant ultimately is like this is 2022 NBA. This story is enormous, even though ironically it happens all the
1: time. Yeah. But (laughs) Kevin Durant's debut for the Phoenix Suns, people are going to go whatever. Right. (laughs) To your point. This is your point: is that it's a big story when he wants to trade, or but. the Pelicans, or who knows? I mean, he honestly,
4: guy, he could end up anywhere. Like, he's mind. under contract for four years. They, they're going to trade him if he if he does get traded. Because in the NFL, what would happen? <laughs> we ain't trading anybody. See yeah. in camp,
1: yeah. See you I, in camp, October fourth, we play the Knicks preseason. See you there. Ask Debo how that went, right? Ask him how it's going. Yeah. Last I checked, he was uh, at the mini at the OTAs for fifty k. Uh, like, do you think Kevin Durant 100% gets traded?
4: We don't have to trade him. Not 100%. No. Do you? No, because I think that, like, usually when guys get traded, right, like, Anthony Davis was never going to resign there. It usually happens because of resigning him. Like, Kevin, where are you going to go? Like, why can't a team for the first fucking time be like, no? No. What? Remember when that used to happen in sports in our youth and the NBA thrived? It was like, no, because can you just say no? What are you going to do? Pout
1: sit out. I don't think you will, Kevin. I don't think you will. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's what it comes down to is when you have enough money, you can not show up to work because forfeiting your paycheck doesn't matter to you as much because you don't need the paycheck. Like if given the the Packers, A-Rod and the Packers, that's a good example. They're like, no, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron the Packers, but but Devontae, they said okay, but he was never
4: going to resign with them, and he told him that, right? Yeah, I mean, they Aaron could have had played harder on his
1: contract, right?
4: But I think the difference is like more I, in a it's weird like, way. Even though he's a star, it's much easier to find another wide receiver than it is Kevin Durant or Aaron
1: Rodgers. It might, it might have actually made sense for the organization to do it, right? Yeah, they were in some yeah, cap weird spots. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but I think when you become rich enough to say I don't care if you take if you uh, what is it all those commercials oh garnish the IRS can garnish your paycheck call now they can garnish your paycheck but if you've made three hundred million dollars it matters less to you and they know that you don't necessarily need to show up for the paycheck and so that's where a little bit of the player's leverage comes from the Nets just went through the season with Kyrie and they may say we can't even just let us build like one of these other teams where the players cost less money and maybe we could actually make a couple rounds of the playoffs with the way about less. exhausted. Get to can the you, same, ma- can you mean, imagine being an, a Nets executive? No, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. You're not at, the, the boss isn't actually in charge, but there are other places like that, right? Howard Stern's boss. Isn't really that in charge of Howard Stern, right? Yeah. The highest paid employee at a place. Gets to come and go. Gets there, there, I think. Like, is Howard still as big as he once was? You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, there no, are like different rules for different people. Not everybody yeah. plays by the like same. Like, Stephen A ain't answering to everyone at ESPN. Stephen, you missed the meeting. <laughs> okay. You could argue, Stephen, you're paid the most. You should be at the meeting.
4: That's part of your job description. I watched some of Draymond and JJ did that crossover thing, and JJ was laughing. Like, they, they have like producer meetings and like him and he's always saying that like Steven will like scream at him in those. Like Steven is a part of those like seven. A. You a. and m. I met him. And what was our takeaway after we talked to him in the hallway for 15 minutes? Guy, if you watch the Draymond, JJ Reddick, Stephen A. Smith, he acted exactly like he was like he does on his television show. Like he did in the hallway. I he's that's him. That's him. That was our, we met him and we went, Holy shit. That's, I think the, that's I think the nice. new media and Draymond's friends with Stephen A. I think Skip is putting on much more of a show than Stephen A. has ever put on. Did you see him even though,
1: last night? Who? Skip? No, who? He had dinner at Lil Wayne's house. He had a picture of Lil Wayne at the house. Like, hat came to Lil Wayne's house for dinner. Me and the wife. Like, you know, me and Jessica just had a great time at Lil Wayne's. I think Lil Wayne likes him. Well, he, he was like, yeah, he's like, I wore my cowboy shirt only because I know he hates all the cowboys except for Micah. Yes everybody's playing the same game. And the only game you could play within this game is to act like you're not playing the same game, which is Draymond's move right now. Like I'm playing a different game than the rest of these assholes, but eventually he'll be playing the same game as everybody else. Well, he already had to recant because he said Steph Curry couldn't get his own shot in no, 2016. That, well, I told you this the other day. I was like, I'm going to laugh in um, like mid July when Draymond does like his top 10 players of all time podcast, you know, like, it's the same game. Everybody else does. Cause you're like, well, shit, I don't have to do a show, but if I'm getting 300,000 views in 12 hours, might as well do a top 10 list. Right. So, yeah, it's everybody's playing the same game. And just like USC, and they're all playing the same game. And you're just trying to get to the top. You're just trying to be at the top when you are the most immune from all of the other things that happen. And that's why being a pro sport team owner is the most ex, one of the most exclusive clubs you can be in cuz once you're in and this is why they don't want to kick Dan Snyder out it's why none it's why Cuban didn't want him to kick Sterling. Uh, what's his name the owner of the Clippers Donald Sterling. Sterling out because the the m- most valuable part of being the owner is is the team a but b it's they don't fire anybody nobody loses their team that's at the top of the food chain they can't take it from you they they did, but you know that's basically the deal. And so that's what everyone else is just trying to. Everyone's just trying to get to the point where whatever you have, they cannot take it from you. And the fact is, one day we all die, and whatever you have, you don't take with you.
4: No, the government takes half. You give the rest to your kids, and they squander it. So so just it's look like, around. People,
1: have, I've heard people say this: like, money managers, like, look around your house. Like, what things do you own that other people would give you what you paid for for them? Yeah.
4: Most of life is pretty irrelevant beside the time you spend with other people. Let's (laughs) be like, honestly. Yeah. I mean, we're all just, but I'm just saying like, you're sitting in a house you own. I'm sitting in a condo. I own. If it burned down tomorrow, it would suck and it would be devastating. Would it fucking end our lives? I mean, honestly, I honest question. Right. Like, I mean, it's just like now if fucking my mom burned down or your mom burned down or Lissa or I lost a leg or something, you know, it's like. That's real problems. Like ultimately, like the best part about capitalism, money comes, money goes, and you can always find ways to make more money.
1: Yeah, but but getting left out in college football realignment is like becoming homeless.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's a a real problem. I'm not saying, you know, I. yeah, you just want to shut it down and go live on. uh, What was the island? Somebody told us they were hanging out on the other day. Not Riker Island. I don't even know. We we had a you saw our submission, our shave it or save it submission. I, I, I got to read the the email. I I looked at the pictures. It's basically some guys on vacation. Ryan
4: Middlecoff's uh, like you. I I zoned out, guy. I I have zoned out of. I I've I deleted Twitter from my phone. I try to just. I I just. I, I'm using these forty days. Like I I need to. This is I, I can't. I can't. I mean, I, I just, it's just, I, because uh, I'm numb to it all because once I get in the mode of like money-making time, season time, whatever, I'm in it. But like, I just,
1: I, I can, I've learned to separate church and state. Oh, believe me. I've been very disconnected, <laughs> but I got an email from a guy that the headline was, no, I know save it or <laughs> save it. And that fired me up. <laughs> and I did too. He was at Necker Island, which is uh, Richard Branson's Island in the Virgin Islands got covid so him and his girlfriend got stuck there and in the time they were stuck there they decided to take pictures of his head and asked if he should shave his hair so ryan we haven't gotten to you yet but we will get to a shave it or save it i will youtube on you yeah we'll do a youtube on you. <laughs> anyway all right so this this ended the uh th- we now conclude our our brief uh siesta recall It'll See you August 1st. Retirement. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us.